Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. The Lord is in this room. I said the Lord is in this room. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and while you're getting your, the Bible out and turning to your phones and uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, the July the 1st and 2nd, Sister Carla Smith will be here on a Saturday at 10 o'clock. To ladies, Sunday morning, Brother David Smith, and that evening we'll have a uh, July the 4th celebration with also fireworks following. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm going to speak to you tonight by the help of the Holy Ghost. Our weapon of prayer. Our weapon of prayer. Our weapon of prayer. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your mercy, your grace. We thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you, God, for being there when we call upon you. I thank you, God, for being in this place. You know, great things can happen tonight if we have faith for it. I said great things can happen tonight if we have faith for it. But I ask you to bless the saints of God. Bless them tonight in the Holy Ghost. Help me, God. Speak your word which you have put into my spirit as I heard from you. In Jesus' name, and everybody shout amen. God bless you. Your goodness, you may be seated. In order for us to defeat the assaults from Satan, God has given us the appropriate weapon to use tonight. Would you agree? Prayer is a weapon to bring down every, every stronghold. You see, stronghold, saints of God, is a place that has been fortified so to protect it against the attack. The only way to destroy these places is through the weapon, the spiritual weapon that God has given us. Ian Bounds in his book wrote this, prayer is a contact of a living soul with God. In prayer, God stoops to kiss man, to bless man, and to aid in everything that God can give that man needs. Your strongholds, saints of God, have been built over time, by habits and repeated actions through thoughts, conducts, and even words. It has become a strong fortified place in your mind and attitude. That's a stronghold. Prayer tonight, saints of God, is a divine communion with God Almighty. Prayer gives me and you the eyes of faith. You see, prayer opens our eyes to where we can see the impossible. When you're not praying, you can't see what God can do. I said, when you're not praying, you cannot see what God can do. But with prayer, it opens the eyes of faith and prayer shows you what you need and prayer will give you faith that you can obtain it. Elisha had, he had to pray for the servant's eyes to see that God was with him. When it looked like they were outnumbered, prayer opened his eyes. How many tonight are in a situation that seems like, oh my, I'm outnumbered. There's no way that we can get past this. There's no way we can defeat this. There's no way that it can change. Well, I come to you with the word of God that proves that through prayer, you can find an answer. Prayer will bring God on the scene when you don't even see him. Prayer will open your eyes into the supernatural and you'll see things like you've never seen before. Prayer builds your faith. If you don't pray, you don't see God. But you see tonight, he prayed. And the Bible said as he prayed, the servant's eyes were open and he saw. Prayer will open your eyes to the impossibility. Quit hanging your head 
to the voice of the enemy and to the sounds of the enemy. Quit hanging your head and lift your head up and pray to a God that can show you that he's able to overcome your enemy. I don't care if it's physical. I don't care if it's spiritual. I don't care what it is. God is able to overcome your enemy. He already outnumbers him. He's already bigger than him because the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. He's a bigger God. But I am guilty as you are. Many times we let our eyes of what we see and what we hear hear cloud our vision of being seeing that God has the ability. Come on, a bad report will suddenly stir up fear. A bad report will make you feel like you'll wring your hands and I don't know which way to go. What do I do? Is it any way that God can get me out of this? You see, that's what the enemy wants to do tonight, saints. He wants to cloud your faith. He wants to cloud your eyes of seeing, Brother Jim, that no matter where you are, what you're going through, he don't want you to see that God is bigger and stronger than your enemy. He don't want you to see that God can make a way out. I'm here to tell somebody, you've got the strongest weapon there is to fight against the enemy that comes against you, and it's prayer. Prayer can change things. Prayer builds your faith in God because you're with, with God more. We said again, prayer builds your faith in God because you're with God more. Where there is absence of prayer, there will be an absence of power. I said, where there's an absence of prayer, there's an absence of power. And where there's an absence of power, there's a rule of the flesh. Prayer is what gives you strength you need as you pray. 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 tells it like it is. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, come on, then I will hear from heaven. It's a promise, saint of God, that you're gonna hear from heaven if you humble yourself and pray to God and turn from things that are in your heart that are wrong. You're gonna hear from heaven. God will forgive your sins and he'll heal your land. Come on, somebody. Prayer will work. When you don't have a prayer life, nothing can move you spiritually. A song can't even move you. You're dead as a doornail. It tells me you ain't had no communication with God because anything that edifies God will stir up the spirit that you've been around. When you ain't had no prayer time, oh, I'm tired, I'm weary, I work all the time, but you sit around and watch TV two or three hours. I don't have time to pray. I ain't got time to read my Bible. Well, get ready. You're going to backslide and be lost. I'm going to say it again because you don't like to hear it. I'm here to tell you now, you're going to go to hell. If you don't have time to pray, you're going to be lost. Or I'm going to be lost. If I don't pray, I will be lost. And I'm here to tell you, I've lived this long for God. I sure don't want to give up now while I'm this close to the end. I know that God will see me through. Prayer, hallelujah. What we do for the Lord depends on where we are with the Lord. You see, and where we are with the Lord depends on your prayer life. Where are you with the Lord? How you living? It depends on your prayer life. Uh, we, live in a, we live in a time that people don't surprise me no more. I don't need to pray. I don't need church. I don't need y'all. I don't need the word of God but it tells him in the end that it's him that's going to judge us. 
And it's the word that he's going to lay out before us, the 66 books, and go to judge us by. So I need the word, and I need him to make it to the end. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, church, you've got the best weapon there is, and it's prayer. And prayer is simply getting a place with God and talking with him and communicating with him and telling him your needs and asking him for what you need. He will hear your prayer. Where we are with the Lord depends on your prayer life. You see, Daniel saw where he was after reading Jeremiah 29. I know where I'm at. He knew where he was at because he was at the end of the seven years that there was in captivity. And, uh, and the Lord said in the word, said, if at this time, if you'll cry out to me, I will give you an accepted end. I will get you out and give you a better end. And he said, it's time to do it now. It's time to pray right now. So he began to pray and fast and God moves him out of captivity. He learned he did not, he did not have to be where he was. He could pray himself out of it. Can I tell some of you in the Holy Ghost? You can, you can pray yourself out of where you are right now. Let me say it again. The problem is, I'm just going to be just frank, truthful with you. The problem is you don't want to spend time in a room somewhere on your knees talking to God because you think it's a wasted moment, a wasted time, and God ain't going to hear you. You know why? Because you've been talking to him going down the road in the car or you've been talking to him on the job. That's wonderful. We're to pray without ceasing. But you've got to get to a secret place, a closet, with just you and him with no interruptions and talk to him. I'm here to tell you, you can pray yourself out of where you're at. I'm telling you, miracles still happen. God still moves in miracles. And prayer brings miracles in your life. Come on, somebody. Shake yourself. Shake yourself and say, I got to pray myself out of it. I got to pray myself out of it. I can't die right here. Oh, Holy Ghost, I feel you. Prayer can change where you are. Anybody believe that? Can I tell you, you can change where you are. How many believes you can change where you are? Ah, I said, how many believes you can change where you are? Acts 12, 1 through 6, the Bible tells us, now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother John, with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further, take Peter also. Then there, there were days of unleavened bread. Uh-huh. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four cords and the soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Somebody shout in prison. But prayer, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, that same night, that judgment of the next day was coming. Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains and keepers before the door kept the prison. You listen to me right now, church. Herod had already, come on, executed James. He had Peter in prison, was scheduled to execute him the next day. Peter was not in a good place. Peter was in a maximum security jail. Herod was so determined that no one would rescue him. He had four cordon soldiers around him guarding Peter. But can I tell you, your spiritual life, mm, Oh, your spiritual life may feel like Peter right now. You may feel like you're in a place, there ain't no way I can get out of here. There ain't no way I can see a change. Come on, folks. There ain't no way I can get out of here. There ain't no way I can see a change. There ain't no way I can get over this stuff I'm fighting. Well, that's a lie. God is no respect of a person. Brother Scott, if God got Peter out, he can get you out. 
if Jesus got Peter out, he can get you out. I don't care what you're facing. Sister Darlene, Jesus can get you out. I said Jesus can get her out. Jesus had given Peter a promise in John 21, 18, 19 that he would not die until he was old. You're not gonna die until you're old, Peter. That's why old Peter was nestled up with a pillar, laid down between two soldiers. <laughs> he ain't killing me. I know I ain't dying. That dude already knew he wasn't dying. I'm gonna snooze a little while. God, oh, I feel the holy. God's already gave me a word. He's going to get me out of this. I'm going to speak in faith because some of you ain't listening. Sister Darlene, God can get you out of this. He's already spoken it. Somebody in the house needs to know Jesus can get you out of it. I said, Jesus can get you out of it. He's already gave you a promise and he can get you out of it. He's already gave it to you. Somebody claim that promise, saint of God. Somebody claim it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, I feel it. You see, he wasn't old. To bring his word to pass because the enemy Taking a hold on Peter, the church had to pray. Somebody shout, they had to pray. Why is it that when trouble hits, seem like that's the last thing we think about? Whew. Last thing we think about is pray. We think about getting on the phone. We put it on Facebook. But the last thing, why is it we, the last thing we do is think about praying? It takes prayer to bring the promises of God to past. You can, you, come on, you can bring down strongholds through God. Come on, somebody. Shake yourself from the chains of hell that are on your shoulders right now. Some of you need to be like Paul. You need to shake that serpent off in the fire right now. Oh, I, I, I'll call you out in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling some of you, you need to shake the chains off right now. I said, you need to shake that devil off right now. Shake fear off in the fire. Shake doubt off in the fire. Shake worry off in the fire. Say, God, I know you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even think or ask. Quit putting the limit on God. My God, you ain't the only one that's battle hell. Seemed like hell. It seemed like hell is trying to defeat me. Every one of us is on slaw, but he tries to build a stronghold of fear in our life. But if I keep praying, the strongholds cannot stand. Oh, listen to me. The strongholds are fortified things that keep the spirit and the anointing out. But if you keep praying, you bring the strongholds down where the spirit can anoint you. It ain't nobody but your fault. It's my fault if I fall back. It ain't my wife, my children, my grandchildren, the saints of God. It's my fault. But something lately, in the last few weeks, has risen up in my spirit. And I, this is just me. I'm not going. I told. I ain't going to tell you, but give you a little hint. But I, I, there's a certain way I pray and ask God for an answer. And in this way, He gives me an answer. I get it. And 
that's when I start transforming myself. In the last few weeks, I, I prayed, and God gave it, and it's a transform in the spirit. So I'm here to tell you now, you determine where you are. Israel had a promise of a land that flowed with milk and honey and also houses that they would not have to build. Yet there were some enemies that had to be removed before they could take uh, control of the land. Before they could control the land that God promised them, they had to defeat some kings that were in the land. Can I tell you something, saint of God? You're not going to obtain the promises by just putting your hand out and God giving them to you. There is an enemy that wants to do everything he can to persuade you that God will not bring them to pass in your life. The more you feel a fight, the more our faith is challenged and the more our faith is challenged, the more we begin to think that God's not hearing our prayer. But I come to declare to you tonight, saints of God, God has heard your prayer and the answer's on the way. Don't you give up. Don't you stop. And don't you quit praying. Prayer defeats the stronghold. Prayer is a weapon that helps you obtain God's promises. Even when the enemy has a hold on them. And it seems like your life's at a standstill. There's everybody in this room. God hadn't turned his back on you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God hadn't turned his back on you. Ooh. I said, God hadn't turned his back on you. Where have you been? Where have you been with him? Where have you been? Where's your prayer time at? Where's your secret place at? How much have you read your word this week? God hadn't turned his back on you. Number one, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got all of God that you need. It's that you've got to take the God in you and transform yourself. You see, seems like life's a standstill. Life's not advancing. But don't you look at something what prayer can do. Acts 12, 8 through 11. Come on, somebody. Peter's in prison. The angel comes to him while he's in prison. Prayer brought this to pass. Now, this is my faith because things like this happened to me. In the last few weeks, I have prophesied some things in this church. As a matter of fact, they've come to pass. He said, girt thyself. Girt thyself. We can move the supernatural in our life. And so he did. And he said unto him, cast thy garments about thee and follow me. Come follow me. The more you pray, the more you know how to follow him. Sister Darlene, I'm not saying, and I want all these folks to hear that they ain't even been praying, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have prayed earnestly for you. I don't know and God ain't let me see the end results, but I know God's got his hand on something. Because every time I pray, God assures me something is working out for you.
if I could see it, maybe it's, but I, I just, God assures me I've got it in control. Do I like what I see? No. Would I want it some other way? Yes. But I'm here to tell you, did they like where Peter was? No. Did they like the situation? No. But I know one thing, that as I pray, I can change the supernatural. This is it. Oh, I feel it, Brother Cody. This is it, Brother Jim. This is it, Brother Scott. Ah, hey, I hear him now. As I pray, what the devil would love to do, my praying brings down the strongholds that would like to build around her life and corner her up. But as long as we pray, we bring down the strongholds. Every day I usher in ministering angels around her. I don't know that what the devil's got plotted, but I know what God can do. And I know he can send help when we need help. There ain't no jail. There ain't no disease. There ain't no affliction that can stop God. And he went out, followed him. You determine where you go by following. And with not as it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw, I thought I saw a vision, Peter said. And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came to the iron gate that leadeth in the city, which opened them in his own court. And they went out passed through this one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. He left him. He said, now it's time to walk on your own. God will lead you so far out of your trouble. There comes a time, he said, now walk on your own. I got you out of it. Now walk on your own. And when Peter was come to himself, he come to himself. Oh my. He said, now I know for surety that the Lord has, now I know it was an angel had delivered me out of the hand of the Herod and from all the expectation of the people of Jews. Someone in this house needs to hear this from the Lord. You may not like where you are now. It don't look good and feel good, but if you would pray and without ceasing, God's gonna bring you out and that, hear what I'm fixing to say, there's gonna be a day that you look back and say, oh my God, it had to be God because he had to bring me out of this. It had to be God. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to reach up and shake yourself and say, God, I hear it. One day I'm going to look back. One day I'm going to remember. One day I'm going to say, it had to be God that brought me out of this mess. Woo! Oh, my God. It was through prayer that the church done without, without ceasing. Prayer moves the supernatural realm into your life. Prayer, prayer moves judgment on your enemies. Acts 12, 21 and 23. You better watch yourself touching God's anointed. Running your lips and mouth about God's anointed. I think Andrew Wiley was giving Andrew a little Bible lesson a few weeks ago. Wiley told his daddy, he said, there were some bears come out and ate a prophet up. No, they didn't. That ain't in the Bible. He said, yeah, it is. Read your Bible. <laughs> so he asked my wife, and my wife told her, yeah, it's in the Bible. Seventy kids were making fun of the old prophet. God sent a she-bear, and she had an afternoon snack. You hear me? You, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't talk about the prophets of God. You don't talk about the men of God. God will bring judgment. Give me Acts 13. Uh, 12, Acts 12, excuse me, is that right? 21 through 23. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, set up on his throne and made a rotation unto them. He spoke, said, ah. Oh. And the people gave a shout, saying, oh, it's a voice of a God, and not of a man. He tried to make himself like God. When people speak against the man of God in authority, they try to make themselves God judging me. And immediately, the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. I've told God lately, I like to see that. 
That's me. I believe in angels. I believe in I like to see you do that, Jesus. I'm here to tell you, God will bring judgment on your enemies. That which puts you where you are, that which shoved you where you are, pushing, pushing, and pushing, and pushing, and got you there. God, prayer will bring judgment on your enemy. Their prayer broke through into the heavens and released the supernatural of angels into, into the Peter's life. Prayer makes you strong enough to break out of the place that's been holding you. Consistent prayer is what makes you stronger. It grows your spirit to where you can break to where to where you can break out of that spiritual control. If you where you are uh, was a year ago, you need to change your prayer. I believe it in my life and I judge my prayer life, Brother Scott. I, I sit and judge myself. Have I grown any lately? Now, I'm not satisfied just getting up and praying a certain prayer and not growing. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to talk about that soon. Oh, Jesus. Same old repetition prayer. Never pushing yourself. Never reaching for more. There's more for you. There's more than your eyes have seen and ears have heard. I'm telling you, saint of God, you wait till you get to heaven. You're going to look around and say, oh, my God. I didn't know all this was here. I'm telling you, we're rich in mercy. We're rich in the promises of God. You listen to me, the less you pray, you become more carnal. And the lust of your flesh begins to rule and dominate your life. The more you pray, is the more your spirit takes control. When someone ain't praying, your flesh is running their life. Where does carnality lead? The Bible said to death, spiritual death. That's God separate himself from you. Prayer moves the hand of God. Second Chronicles 10. Let's look at this 3, 5. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of our strongholds. Casting down. What imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself. The more you pray, the more you take control of your mind. I said, the more you pray, the more you take control of your mind. If I could get everybody in this room to pray like I know you should pray, this church would turn upside down. And he said, and exalt yourself against the knowledge of God. Everything that brings up in your mind exalts yourself against the knowledge of God. Through praying, you bring it down. Bring it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of God. Praying gives the will of your spirit, which helps you control the will of your flesh. It hit me the other day reading. The stronger you are in the spirit, the more avail you have over the enemy. Avail means help. The more you pray, the more avail you have in the spirit, the more help. Prayer will bring a change. You listen, 1 Kings 18. Elijah prayed, Elijah prayed until the rain came and changed the drought. I said, Elijah prayed until the rain came and changed the drought. Elijah prayed. We, we, we'll come here on, a, on, on some time by ourselves. We'll pray. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, help me, God. Oh, God. And God's up there go, okay, how can I help you? Oh, God, 
Help me, God. Oh, God, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Je I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, God, save me. I have. I died on the cross. You got to pray. Here's the structure of my prayer, and I ain't giving you all my secrets. But when I enter this room, this is my secret, my closet place right here, and I'm by myself, me and Jesus have a come-to-face-to-face -to -face communication. The first thing I do when I approach his throne, I give him thanks and praise for all things. I thank him for mercy and I thank him for grace for my body and my soul. If it wasn't for his grace and mercy, I wouldn't be walking. I could have been already dead. And because of his grace and mercy, the sins I have done, he could have revealed I couldn't have a church. I wouldn't be where I'm at. But thank God for his mercy and grace. And I tell him, I tell him up front, you're an awesome God. I thank you for my grace and mercy, grace and mercy. God, thank you for all the mercy you've spent in my life. Thank you for the grace you've given in my life. And I thank him and I edify him for it. And I tell him, you are the alpha, you are the omega, you're the beginning and the end. There ain't nobody before you, ain't nobody after you, Lord. You're the one I worship. I edify him for a while. Then I enter into thanking him for the roof over my head, the clothes on my back, the food on the table, the vehicles he allowed me to drive. I thank him for it all. I thank him for my wife, my children, my grandchildren. I thank him for the opportunity to be a pastor of this awesome church. I thank him for those things. Amen. Then I enter more. As I enter after my thanksgiving, and I enter after I repented and ask you, forgive me of my sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Ask you, forgive me any matter of sins I have thought, anything I've thought, I've said, I've done. God, things I don't know I've done. I, I know I've done something because I'm flesh. I know I've thought something stupid. I'm flesh. And I ask for your mercy. Ask for your grace, God. I'm asking, please forgive me, Lord. I know you're just to forgive me of all matter of sins if I ask. And I know you'll cast them as far as the east is from me. This is how I talk to God. Then as I go into that, I tell him, I say, oh, Lord, I come to you and I'm asking you to keep me from evil. You say in your prayer, God, you're of your prayer, God, to keep me from evil. Keep me, Lord. Keep my wife from evil. Keep her from any harm, spiritual or physical harm. Keep me from the presence of, in, of, of harm, Lord, of wickedness, Lord. In Jesus' name. Then I say, Lord, I go on. And I say, help me, God, to do thy will on earth as it is in heaven. Help me, God, to live your word. Help me, God, to transfer your word from heaven to earth. Let me through my life. Help me, God. I'm, I'm going to help somebody. Then I go on and I say, Lord, I pray in your name. For every enemy, everyone that speaks evil of me, ever talks about me, God, speaks behind me, falsely accuses me. I'm asking you to bless them, Lord. I have a list of people that I pray for that needs healing from cancer. I can tell you right now, I got a list in my mind. I ask God every morning I pray. I ask for healing for Brother Tipton, for Sister Carney, God, for healing. Brother Mark Bishop, Lord, ask God you to heal them in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord, to heal Brother Titus Mathis from cancer. I ask you, Lord, to heal a friend of mine, Lee Bennett, Lord. Let God, give healing to him. Skip Wise. God, I ask you to give healing to him. I ask you, God, for mercy for the soul of David Brown and healing for his body. I ask healing for Stevie Barnes, Lord. He's a good man. I ask healing for him, Lord. I go down the list. Austin, Austin Wentz, a little boy. I ask God for healing for him. I ask God for the healing for the Johnson boy. I ask God healing for, for uh, uh, Nick Mahaney. Nick Mahaney got cancer, bladder cancer. I ask God give healing for him. Sister Woodruff, Brother Woodruff's uh, uh, wife, uh, but great man of God that lives in Canada. I go down the list. Ask God to give healing to them. You are a healer. You're a mighty healer. I ask God to heal him. Then I come to church and I say, Lord, that woman in that quarterbacker who is my sister, I speak healing to her body. I command that your healing virtue flow from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. This is me and Jesus. Y'all need to help you show you how to pray. I'm telling you, it works. And after I get through that, then I step into another realm. And I said, Lord... I'm asking you right now for myself. I plead your blood every day. Every, the day I had my accident, I prayed in here this before I left. Lord, I plead your blood over my body, my soul, my spirit. I plead your blood over my finances, my future retirement. 
I plead your blood over my wife's body, soul, and spirit, her finances and future retirement. I plead your blood over our marriage, our home, our health, our life. I plead your blood over them in Jesus' name. I plead your blood, Lord, over Adam, Amy, Carly, Jace, PJ, Knox, and Bell. I plead your blood over their body, soul, and spirit, and finances. I plead your blood over Jacob, Stephanie, Sky, Wes, and Paisley. I plead your blood over their body, soul, spirit, and finances. I plead your blood over Hannah and Drew, Emily, Wild, and Riker. I plead your blood over their body, soul, spirit, and finances. And Lord, I stand as the shepherd of this church, and I command you, I plead your blood over God to help and wealth of this congregation. Every mother and father has a lost child. I speak, God, your mercy in their life. I plead your blood over them. I speak healing, God, for Eric Sanders in Jesus' name. I go down the list. There's more than coming in there before God and going, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. My God, talk to Jesus. Then I enter the realm I love. And I said, Lord, now, I plead that your spirit lighten in my mind. Now let me see in the realm of the spirits are supernatural. Open my eyes, God, as I seek your word for the will of this church. I'm seeking you, God. Speak to me now. Let me hear your voice. Let me hear you, Lord. Speak to me. And I begin to pray in the spirit. And sometime I sat here for 20 and 30 minutes, my eye, my ears on God listening. Now that's praying. And there comes a time ever so often. I set myself, Brother Josh, and I judge myself. Have I grown from where I was three months ago? Has this situation changed in my life? Where there's, where there's situations in this church that I need to pray for. I pray, God, insert your spirit into there. Let your will be done. Some way, sometimes I don't know how to pray for that situation. And that's when I say, here it is, God. And the Bible says when I pray in the spirit, the spirit prays the will of God that knows the will of God. So I tell the Lord, here is a situation. I need wisdom. I need direction. I need help. So help me with this, Father. Help me with this situation. And I pray in the super, I pray in the Spirit. And at that moment, this is my faith. I believe that God sends his angels and his spirit to operate right where I pray. I'm not even going to finish. Because I know there's more there. And I seek it. Me and Brother Jim Orman, says what makes come. I'm not even going to finish. Me and Brother Jim Orman, we started. How long have we been here, Dark? 38 years. Me and him started 40 years ago. Ain't that right? Forty years ago, but Josh met him. We'd get up at five o'clock in the morning. You know that little room built on the community church by the graveyard. Me and Brother Jim would go in there at five o'clock in the morning, five fifteen in the morning. Turn that little gas heater on, and me and him would pray with forty-five minutes together. We pray, and we pray. Did our pastor ask us to do it? No. We did it because we had a burden to pray. And we prayed 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 and we prayed. Let me tell you something. Prayer changes things. There's times I prayed six months for things. There's things I prayed for two years before it happened. My mom was prophesied, my dad was prophesied by a man who in the service one night. He said, there will be a day that you'll be debt free. 20 years later, they were debt free. Hold on, see? Oh, I want to be debt free next week. You give up on God. Do you know what my mom did for 20 years? She thanked God for being free.
Thank you, God, for being debt-free. Thank you, God, for being debt-free. She got to live about two years of debt-free before they got killed. But the day they got killed, this is what I said is their son. I looked at them in the morgue at the hospital. Mm. Brother Josh was there. I, I didn't say that. First man I come to, I parked my deputy car and got out. Brother Josh had his back working. He, he knew what was going on. He, he couldn't look at me. He couldn't look at me. But the first thing I said in, in the morgue of my mom and dad, Maldasi, I said, now you're free. Now you're free. Now you're free. Prayer changes things. There's been nights I've been down here at 3 o'clock in the morning by myself. There's been nights I've been here at 4 o'clock in the morning praying four or five hours. Days by myself. Fighting in prayer with us. Fighting. Fighting, Mother Scott. Fighting. Fighting the prince of Persia. Fighting the prince of the air. Fighting it. Times I've been in here by myself. If you came in, you thought I was a wild man. Screaming top of my lungs. God, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Going to war in prayer. Had greatly, had highly visitations in prayer. The other day, Brother Jim, I was in here by myself and I was in one of those zones and I was sound like a wild man. I said, God, I wish, the, I wish old Brother Swat was here. He's alive. He'd be here warring with me. And I know some people said, I'll pray with you, Pastor. Oh, you, you know, I don't know if you can pray with me. I'm not boasting. But it's just that me and him, we got together, son, we get loud and get proud. Prayer works. I've seen prayer, Sister Lynn, be answered in moments. But I bless God, I've seen prayer take a period of time. God's heard everything you've prayed about. No matter what you doubt me, God's heard us. He's heard us, Sister Cindy. He's heard us. No matter what, we don't like who we are physically. Who we are spiritually, God can make a way out. You know, if I was you, we're going to close. And I'm not even through. This is it. You ought to find your place and say, this is a place for me and God. I'm going to preach on this. It may come out a couple times this weekend. But I've had some great connections that were some great connections I've connected. And let me say this. I'm tired of being around people who have only a sporadic moment move. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to study. I'm going to get deeper. And when that moment's gone, they're the same as they've always been. You know what you need? You need a divine baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need to rekindle your fire that's been put out by the enemy who has beat on your life, drowned you and overcome you by the flood of troubles. You need a renewing of your fire. And it only comes, and it can come, through prayer. Do you believe it, church? Can you stand to your feet? I challenge you quickly. I challenge you. I challenge you to enter into a series of prayer. Brother Anthony Mangan has a lady in his church, and I cannot remember her name. I've tried to beat my brain. I should call Jeff Ferris. Jeff Ferris's wife that preached for us, his wife is Brother Anthony Mangan's secretary, personal secretary. But there is a black lady. Remember her? 
God, I can't remember her name. She's a phenomenal lady. Five years ago, she started a prayer meeting in her house. She prayed 100 days in her house. She'd have saints of God, the neighbors begin to come to that prayer meeting until it is an ongoing thing now. Lives have been changed. People have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Miracles have happened. And it added revival to the church and souls. Prayer changes things. I prayed a prayer today for this room tonight. And I'm praying and I'm going to see who reaches and grabs it. But I want you to, how you want to do it, lift your hands, bow your heads. But I want you to reap up and say, God, I want the mantle of prayer to fall on me. I need somebody to pray right now. Come on, ask it to fall on you. Come on. That's it. God pull the blanket of prayer out. Come on. Come on. Spirit's drawing some to the altar. I want you to obey what you feel. Ramoto elolomoko soto elolomo shande atai. We pray today that this word has blessed you, minister to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.